This week's episode is a direct follow-up to last week's episode. So as a little bit of homework, if you haven't done so already, you might want to stop listening, click on the link to episode 55, Notes on Discernment, listen to that one, and then come back and press play once again. All right. Have you done that? Are you back? Did you really do it? In any case, this is a follow-up because when, when, I, when I talked about discernment last week, I mentioned a series of factors that can be important to consider, can be important to pay attention to when you find yourself discerning a new path for your life's journey, your work's journey, something specific going on within your life. And so I, I talked some things I talked about some things like discerning with others, getting feedback from others, communal discernment, communal interpretation, shared interpretation. I, I I talked about things like how there may be room for you to grow into what you are considering you might be called to. I talked about the movement of the Spirit. I talked about passion and joy and how you actually have multiple callings and considering each of them as a piece of what you are discerning is important. Weighing each of them in tandem is important. I talked about how paying attention to your bodily reactions to different possibilities, how all of these can help inform the best decision that you can make among the possible options before you. Now, there's one other one that I briefly mentioned, and I think that it's one that needs more consideration, deserves more consideration. Like I said last week, any one of those I could spend an entire episode on. And eventually I might. Eventually I might return to this list and say, okay, now, now it's time to do an episode on, on this from that older episode. But there's one other one that I, I want to focus more on because it was easily the most negative one that I talked about. It was it was easily the one that could be taken to be the biggest downer, the biggest buzzkill. And that is, at one point last week, I observed it might be right, but it might still be wrong. It might be right, but it might still be wrong. That is, you might do everything right in your discernment process. You might 
discern with others. You might pay attention to your bodily reactions. You might carefully weigh your multiple callings. You might pay attention to your passion and to your joy. You might consider the, the room for growth. You might, you might carefully and prayerfully consider the movement of the Spirit. And you, so you've done everything right. You've done everything as carefully and as thoughtfully and as prayerfully as you possibly could. And you make your decision. You, you choose the path before you based on all of this and so much more. And then once you get there, once you start following that path, it becomes clear that it wasn't the right fit after all. And this may be, you might figure this out right away. You might figure this out a couple of weeks or a couple of months into things. It may take a little longer. You might hit some early speed bumps that you just take to be a natural part of things, but then eventually those speed bumps just seem to become more and more frequent and they get bigger and bigger and they cause more jarring motions within you, within your spirit, within your heart and mind until finally you decide, you know what, this doesn't seem like the right thing, if it ever was. Now that that is, there, there is always this possibility. There is always the possibility that even after you choose a path and you think you've done everything right, you've done everything so carefully, but it still turns out not to be for you. And we don't talk about that very often when we talk about discernment. We don't talk that often about all of those times when we have done the work. We have done the prayer. We have done the heavy lifting. We have done, we've had the conversations. And then we get into it and it still doesn't work out the way that we thought that it would. We don't talk enough about that. How do, we, how do we pick up the pieces after that? How can we prepare ourselves for those times when we have that realization? What kind of internal work do we need to do then? Discernment, as it turns out, isn't foolproof. But how much help do we get when we get to this point very or fairly early on as we forge ahead in our new direction and we realize that we have even more discernment now to do. We need to talk more about that. We need to talk more about those times because I think that they're way more frequent, they're way more common than we are led to believe. That maybe it's not just an occasional hiccup, but maybe 
it happens because people are people. As imperfect as we all are, discernment has its own bumps ahead. So let's talk about how sometimes it might be right, but it still might be wrong. Welcome to the Coffee House Contemplative Podcast. So here's my hot take for this episode. A mind-blowing, out-of-left-field, completely unexpected and unconventional opinion. Are you ready? Here we go. Life is dynamic and non-linear. Crazy, right? Bet you didn't see that one coming. But that doesn't speak to your experience at all. Life is dynamic and non-linear. Whoa. Your heads are exploding. I, I, can, I can tell. Even before this podcast releases, I, I can see people just going wide-eyed at this revelation. Now, seriously... Let's, let's consider this. Let's consider this in, in light of discernment. So there are so many moving parts to life in general, right? There are so many moving parts and so many of them we're not able to account for. There, there, we have, as much as we wish it were otherwise... There is so much around us that we have little to no control over. And not only that, but we have little to no knowledge of what could happen until it happens. We can consider possibilities... We can carefully weigh options, which is something that we do in discernment. We, we can do our best to try to foresee what could happen. But at the end of the day, we won't truly be able to know until we are in the midst of it. Because there is so much at play in any given situation that there are bound to be some things that we won't be able to account for. There are bound to be some things that we are not able to see until they reveal themselves 
there are some possibilities that maybe we can try to prepare for. We can say, oh, sure, this, this might happen. This is one of many things that could happen. But then when that thing actually happens or some version of that thing happens that we weren't as prepared for as we thought, then we are faced with something that is new to us, something that is unexpected, a new thing, another thing that we were not prepared for, or a new and another thing that we are unable to control. That's a feature of this dynamic life that is happening around us. Sure, there, there are situations that can be more predictable, that are more controllable. The seemingly more simple the situation, the less variables and dynamics that are at play. If we, if we are discerning whether to take a new office position that has very clear responsibilities attached, and once you're there, a very clear set of tasks and a very clear way to go about those tasks and very clear protocols and very clear boundaries around time and who to talk to when and so on, well then that's a more controllable environment. That, that is a less dynamic environment, a, an environment with less variables. We can prepare for that piece of this new position that we are discerning. What we still may be less prepared for in that situation, in that particular position, might be the dynamics of your coworkers, the personalities of your coworkers, the volume of the work that you might be faced with, or the how cantankerous the customer might be that you have to deal with. So there, there are still variables, but they might be less. But there still might be something about one or more of those variables that quickly causes you to figure out, you know what, I'm not sure that this is going to work for me because it, there's something about it that just doesn't gel with you, that just doesn't sit right with you. Sometimes the best discernment is the one that we do in the midst of a new situation. We can do all the discernment that we want beforehand in anticipation, but sometimes it just comes down to being in the midst of something and then it becomes clearer to us 
whether something was the right path. So life is dynamic, it's nonlinear, and we end up figuring this out further on in the process than maybe we would like. And that's because we won't be able or we couldn't be able to see certain things about this new path until we begin to walk it. Now, another piece of how something might be right but might still end up being wrong is the way that we might discern that a certain place or a certain path is right for us. And in accordance with that discernment, we might begin to make a plan. We might begin to make a plan for this new position, this new situation, this new arrangement, this new dynamic that we have discerned. And part, part of the way that we discern that something might be right is because we can see ourselves planning to make that situation or that dynamic as successful and as fruitful as possible. We can, we can see we can see ahead. Oh, this, this is how I'm going to do this. And this is how I'm going to do this. And this is how I'm going to address this. And this is how I'm going to handle this. And, and how wonderful that's going to be. You can see all these great possibilities. And so you begin to make plans. Because it just, it seems like it is going to be so fruitful and so wonderful. But the thing about plans is that they may sound good. They may sound good in the planning phase, but then it gets way more messy when you actually start to try to put them into practice. Because why? Life is dynamic and non linear. An example, an example from my own vocational and discernment journey. As I was discerning a transition out of my first pastorate into my second, I was made aware of, of open church positions, and there were certain things that I was looking for as part of that. And one particular position that was suggested to me was one where the previous pastor had served there for over two decades, almost three decades. But it was also a church that had a lot of resources. There were a lot of possibilities. It, it had a good community setting. And so there, there was a lot of potential there. And, 
And part of what I was told during the process was we are ready for something new after so long. And, and so this, the do, doing all my homework, communal discernment, your body will tell you, considering multiple callings, balancing the needs of my family and, and so on, the, this, this church stood out as the place that I was called to, realizing that there might be a certain amount of, of pastoral work to be done after the departure of a long-time pastor. And so I, I made my plans, and I saw the possibilities, and I wanted to capture these possibilities and, and, and improve upon them and, and build upon them and so on. But it became very clear, at least the first couple years that I was there, just how much of my calling there was really going to need or really going to entail helping the church move on, helping to deal with residual grief, helping to deal with, with that, the loss of that long-term relationship. Sure, eventually we could get to the, the possibilities and the big plans that I had, but, but the first thing that we needed to work on for a couple years would be that pastoral care and grief piece. What I thought I was walking into, what I anticipated walking into, ready to move forward, ready to do some new and different things. Once I got there, it became clear that this was a different situation. The dynamics were different, and I couldn't follow the linear path and all the grand plans that I had until maybe a little bit further on. So this, this dynamic bit, this dynamic piece, it's important to keep in mind. It's important to keep in mind that just we, we won't be able to see everything at play until we're in the midst of it. But it also helps us to know that discernment is such a living thing in and of itself. It's such a dynamic thing in and of itself. And that discernment continues even after we've started. If I had one takeaway, one thing that I really wanted listeners to take with them long after that you have finished listening 
to this episode. It, it would be simply, don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up. That, that's really the, that, that's one of the reasons that I even brought up this possibility that even though you you've done everything right you've done your homework you've done the the discernment you've done the planning you you've talked to people you you've carefully weighed your options and so on you've done what you needed to do to make what truly was the best decision in front of you out of all the options in front of you but when it still turns out to not work, when it's still after all of that, after all of that carefulness, after all of that, that prayerful consideration, it still doesn't work out, that can be such a jarring realization. And we might, we might be tempted to just, to think, well, I'm just, I'm just no good at this. I, I'm, I, you might be tempted to think, oh, I'm, I'm not good at actually discerning what's best for me. We might think, well, maybe I'm just not in the right field. Maybe I'm just not in the, on the path, the right path that I should be on at all, be being on at all, that we, we might be tempted to just abandon the path entirely and find a totally different path, which it, it, is, it is a possibility. It, it might truly be the case, but discerning, doing that careful work, and then ultimately faltering, that that is not necessarily a sign that you're just not cut out for the path in general. It could just be that certain dynamics, again, you couldn't see before you were actually in the midst of them. That you couldn't foresee certain outcomes until they actually played out. And maybe there's a certain amount of being able to see certain things coming that that we can anticipate and and part of that is comes to us with experience and with knowledge and with wisdom. It comes to us through paying attention to what mentors and others say or people you've come to trust in the new setting where you are and you can rely on them and and rely on their help as you navigate this new space whatever it is but it still might not work and you have done that work in the best situations in the best discernment process possible, there still come those times where 
something just isn't meant to be. It looks good in a linear fashion. If everything was linear and if everything truly just progressed from point A to point B, if, if everything played out in real time the way it does on paper or in books or in just in the two-dimensional advice that that we share with each other then then how wonderful would that be but unfortunately it's not always the case and that is not your fault that is not your fault it is not the fault of the person who walked in with every bit of preparation that they could have possibly taken or that they could see to possibly take and then become surprised by something that maybe they tried to plan for but it was still more than the plan could could carry or could address and the thing about plans really is that there might be a certain amount of adjustment and that that's really when when you talk about dynamic situations when you talk about life in general being dynamic there's tons of adjustments always to be made there, there's tons of of changes that we respond to and and that that becomes easier again with wisdom and with experience but when the dynamics become so overwhelming when the twists and the surprises become too much of a burden become too demanding become beyond our scope become beyond the capacity for growth that we anticipated well then again that's not our fault maybe there are certain decisions we can make differently maybe there are certain things that where decisions on the fly could have been made differently but there's only so much of that that is within our capacity that is within our bandwidth sometimes things just don't work out that just happens so again I want to say don't beat yourself up there are still things to learn this too is a lesson as I said in another older episode there are things to learn even from these experiences that just feel terrible that are blows to our confidence that are blows to our sense of calling there are things to learn from this this too can be an experience this too can provide wisdom and then we turn around 
and we use that new experience, that new lesson, that new wisdom to begin our discernment again and see where our new path, another path to be forged, may take us from there. Thank you for listening to the Coffeehouse Contemplative Podcast. I'm Jeff Nelson. You can find more about my writing, including my five books, at jeffreynelson.com. You can also find me on social media, facebook.com slash revjeffnelson, and I'm at boldroastrev on both Twitter and Instagram. Have a great week.